is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind. The Saturday edition of the program, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. So this week, Mark, there's, there was some news that I found pretty encouraging. And it was uh, this whole talk about secession, which all of a sudden hit the mainstream. And I certainly wasn't expecting uh, something like this to occur. Now, of course, uh, what I'm talking about here is the Texas situation, where uh, Texas, the Texas governor was alluding to the idea of possibly separating from the union. He, he, was, he was sort of just you know, dancing with the idea. He, he wouldn't actually say that, but you know, just kind of suggested it. Oh, and yeah, exactly. Well, whenever somebody would try to nail him down on it, he would back away from it and say, well, you know, I would like to keep the union together, but we would have the ability to leave should we want to. Right? And I'm absolutely of the opinion that a state d- does have the right if the politicians, you know, the majority of the politicians in that state were whatever, decide that they want to leave the union. They decided to get into the union. Why couldn't they decide to leave? Exactly. And I think Especially was- states, original states like Texas, which uh, my understanding is there's actually no um, treaty to bring Texas in or it's not ratified properly or something like that. So Texas may legally not even be a state. Yeah, hasn't somebody called and, and uh, made those suggestions? Yeah, I past? don't know. I mean, you, you always wonder about those uh, those those kind of theories because what difference does it make? Texas is a state of the union. Um, and They're going to steal your money anyway. Right. The, feds. <laughs> the yeah. federal government is taking taking income tax from Texas. Try to stop. So, but but I thought it was a positive development that we had headlines, national headlines that that were alluding to, and in some cases even using the term secession. I happened to hear a few minutes of the Glenn Beck program this week, and and he used the term secession on the air, and so I just think it's great uh, that that more people are talking about this. Unfortunately, the numbers don't exactly back it up at the moment, according to Rasmussen. Thirty-one percent of Texas voters say their state has the right to secede from the United States and form an independent country. However, the latest poll finds that uh, in the state finds that if the matter was put to a vote, it wouldn't even be close. Three-fourths of Lone Star State voters would opt to remain in the United States, and only 18% would vote to secede, while 7% are just not sure as to what they would end up doing. So while 31% of their voters, and again, these are just voters, so it would be interesting to hear what all Texans had well, to say about it. First off, uh, you know, I don't, think, I don't think secession would even be a popular um, sort of opinion thing. That's, uh, you know, secession is such a tough issue. Because it sounds dangerous because when they hear it they think uh, Civil war. war. Yeah. And, and I think that it, it should be something that we keep on talking about, but I just don't think you're going to find it, – it's, I just don't think you're going to find uh, any state switching over, you know, people in the state saying, yeah, we want to be our own country. It just doesn't – we've been uh, socialized and we've been raised to be Americans and, you know, to, to weep when, the, uh, when they play the Star-Spangled Banner, which I think America the Beautiful is a, a better national anthem than Star-Spangled Banner. But that's just my opinion. Uh, the, um, so we're not likely to – want to want to secede however i think that there's a very good chance that the federal government which as far as i can tell is completely bankrupt at this point will just close up shop i don't know how it would happen exactly but these people are completely how bankrupt did, how did it happen with the soviet union i mean just all of a sudden it it ended right, right? 
So I think there's a better chance of that than anything. Than yeah. secession, yeah. But nonetheless, it's interesting reading some of these uh, con- con- contradictory viewpoints on the yes. parts of the American people. So let me go on with a few more numbers here. Because, I'm interested in that. Because it would be interesting to not only ask everyone in Texas, I mean, uh, just a, uh, a phone survey of people that have phones as <laughs> opposed to just voters, right? Because this is a, a survey of voters. Well, what do most Texans really think? Not just the voters, because only a percentage are, are actually voters, right? Okay. So we don't know what the actual uh, viewpoint of all Texans is on secession. Plus, it would also be interesting since secession brings up uh, thoughts of death yeah. and war. And bigotry. Uh, there's, there's. A, you got to yeah. figure that the, you know, the whole slavery thing's wrapped up in secession, even though it has little, nothing to do with it. So, since that's the case, when when, pe- when people associate secession in that way, what if you were to ask a question in a poll like? If you knew that the the state could leave the union and do it safely, like without yeah. war blowing up, right? Then would you support you know secession or leaving the union or whatever term? Just sort of reword the uh, the question to ensure that they realize that it would be a safe exercise. Then what do you, do you think about sticking around with this whole United States idea? You know, there's there's some states that are uh, you know geographically really well placed for the idea of secession, and one of them is Texas. California, Florida, those states. Yeah, yeah Texas. It's, that would be awesome for them to secede. I mean, they have such uh, such a tremendous international border. Yep, they they absolutely do. They they have all kinds of farmland. There's really there's really nothing Texas needs. It has uh, huge natural resources. So you know, Texas could go and they'd be just fine. They could then create their own money, which would not be this defunct dollar that uh, you know is is likely to not be the world reserve currency very soon. Um, I'm sorry, the the United States dollars they 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 crashed it. Uh, Bernanke, Greenspan, I you know I used to be a real big fan of Greenspan. Unfortunately, the bubble just it just goes to show what a a fiat currency, a currency backed by nothing, results in. Well, it also Green the history of Alan Greenspan also goes to show what power can do to somebody who at one time had some principles. I mean, he at one time wrote a very positive uh, gold article article about uh, supporting gold backed currency. And or value back currency, and you know now he's a total uh, statist. So power goes to people's heads, man. It's dangerous stuff. Uh, so there's there's more information here, but I guess a question I have for you, dear dear listener, is how do you feel about secession? Are you afraid of it? When you think about secession, does it make you scared? The idea of going through something like that. Do you believe that the federal government's going to roll in tanks and start killing people? or threatening people's lives if they decide to leave the union? Are you afraid of the idea? 800-259-9231. Now, the views of Texans about government are generally similar, says Rasmussen, to those of the rest of the nation. By a 73 to 11 percent margin, Texans trust the collective judgment of the American people more than the judgment of political leaders. By a 62% margin, voters in Perry State believe that big business and big government typically work together against the interests of consumers and investors. So why would, if you've got this this huge, tremendous number of people in Texas that is saying, and Americans as well, that are saying, well, we trust the people, not the government. Well, we think the corporations and the government are working together. That's bad. Why would they look at that and then, all, and then on the other side or the, on, on the other hand say, well, we want to stay in this United States? Because the United States, the, the, the federal government is 
it's untouchable. You can't change anything about Washington, D.C. It's clear they understand what some of the problems are. They understand that politicians are dishonest. They understand that they're in bed with uh, the corporations and, and they're just scratching each other's backs to, to their benefit at our detriment. So they understand all of this. Why would they want to stick with the, the, the whole concept? Why? I don't know. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's this abused spouse thing, and I don't really quite understand he it. He loves me. <laughs> well, they, they do love America. I love America. I, I, I understand where they're coming but from. But the government doesn't love you. You're just a resource to them. They, may, they, they, they pay lip service to that idea. Certainly the politicians love you when you vote for them. But what do we say about politicians? You know, they're lying when their lips are moving. Uh, these, these people, you know, the party that I had aligned myself with, uh, for so long, the Republican Party did get in power from 2000 to 2006. It looked like a party up there in Washington. Uh, they, they grew the government. They said, this is the party of small government that grew the government, said, oh, we've cut it down to the bare bones. You know, it's just, it was, it was disgusting. And somehow I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to forgive them and vote Republican again? I just, I, I no, I'm done with this federal government thing. I don't see what the federal government offers the average American. That's another this question. Is the question you need to ask yourself what is the federal government giving to you what is, yeah it what's offers the deal? a currency which they have now bankrupted it offers a military which they use to stir up trouble around the world that they put you in danger essentially they're not protecting you by going and blowing up people and buildings and destroying lives around the world they're putting you in danger i mean that's what the military that's how you make terrorists do. you right. kill their mom so what is it that the federal is another great question here uh what is it the federal government is doing Doing that makes you want to keep it around. 800-259-9231. You that, hate America, Ian. No, I love freedom. I love the, uh, the the concept, some of them, that the country was founded on, the idea of individual liberty and the, uh, the, the ability to pursue whatever life you want for yourself as long as you don't harm anybody else. I love that idea. I just don't like the government. In fact, I despise the government. 800-259-9231. But if you want to stay with the federal government, there must be something you like about it. What is it? This is Free Talk Live. You dial in, bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything or you can comment on what we were already discussing, the idea of secession, getting some national attention, stirring up some conversation. As far as I'm concerned, that's good news. Uh, unfortunately, only about 20% of Americans actually support the idea of secession but, of course, does that have to do with, well, they're uh, believing that secession is essentially inherently a violent kind of an action? Because it's not. Secession is just leaving the union. Yep. We Voting join. for it and leaving. You know, saying that that's it. We're, you know, no longer do the citizens of the state of Texas or New Hampshire or California have to pay federal income tax. We're no longer. Right. So if you want to comment on that, uh, because there are a lot of Americans that want to stay in the union, and I'd like to know why. Yeah, what the, is it that you're... Look, last year the Lakota Indians did it out in uh, out in well, it's it's five different states. Really? I want to say South Carolina. I don't know that you know. Obviously, there's still some gray areas as to what's going on there. But they had, according to their treaty, they were allowed to do just that. So it, hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out in the long term. But they said that that territory has seceded. So I'm interested to see what's going on. So if you are in favor of sticking with this whole federal government idea, please explain yourself. And I guess. 
if you're getting a paycheck from them, I could understand where you're coming from. But outside of actually working for the federal government or being a contractor for them, being somebody who is essentially benefiting uh, from the stolen money that they're taking from everybody, besides you guys, who else would want to stay with the federal government? Who else besides a direct beneficiary from it? 800-259-9231. As we continue taking your phone calls, let's go to Jeannie, listening in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Jeannie. Yes, I'm on a cell phone. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Thank you. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I, I'm 57 years old, so seceding from the union doesn't sound like a you know, great idea to me. Why? However, I, I very much respect and, and uh, like the concept of it, because the thing that would... Um, like you were saying, we can't really change this federal government, and the one way we really can change it is by not just immediately saying, and don't get me wrong, I, am, I think there's way too many crooked politicians, believe me. But what I think is happening now is so many people voted for Barack Obama because they thought he was this new kind of politician. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, they're finding out not only was he not a new – he is new. He's the most radical we've ever had. And that's, you know, uh, extra bad. I don't bad. know about that, but, 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 okay. Well, I mean, he is a very radical politician, believe me. I've lived I, a lot I of years. I consider them and, all bad, but go ahead. Well, here, well, here's the thing. When we do say that they're all bad, there really are a handful of really good politicians. And, okay, give me know, one name. name. Go ahead. Give well, me I one name. I can give you one is Rick Santorum. He truly is a wonderful man. And He's he got a senator? voted out. Is, is that a senator? He got voted out. Pardon me? Is that a senator? He's a senator, yes. Senator. Okay. Uh-huh. And he got voted out because the brunt of the Democrat Party got behind the you know the opposition, and it was just a crooked whole thing. You so know what, what was saying? it that made him so great? Well, for one thing, um, he is a totally pro-life, father of seven or eight children. The man has taken stands against things that were very unpopular. He's just a man of incredible principles. And if you look at his record, he talked, hmm. and I see him on talking a lot. You know, I've been paying talk- attention to uh, to the, the national scene to some extent, and I, I, I would like to think that I would be aware of a politician who had principles. What kind of principles uh, does a man have? Oh, he's an incredibly principled man. In what he, way? What like sort of I principles said, does he adhere I to? See, he, he's on the talk show you know, on the TV, cable news, and all that a lot. And I've never, ever heard a contradictive word come out of this guy's mouth. And like I said, he lost his election last time because... So you don't really know what his principles are. You just believe him to be principled? His principles are honesty. You know, honesty. He's pro-life. You know, he's... I got uh, the pro-life thing. Pardon me? I got the pro-life thing, yes. Right, but he's also a man that's honest, and I said he's for smaller government and all these things. Well, wasn't he in there during the Bush administration? I'm wondering how he failed to get that small government thing going. Uh, Or was he for the Department of Homeland Security? One, One senator can't do that. But my point is there are a few others. My whole point is this. If we would bring up the ones that are really men of integrity, like you said, in principle... And even if we disagree with what they say, but if they do what they say, like Glenn Beck says, do what you say and say what you mean, you know, or, or say what you mean and mean what you say. Those, if we highlighted those kind of politicians instead of them, um, in other words, what's getting dangerous now well, is... Well, we have crappy have politicians. I mean, and I get that. And there's, there's a few good ones. And I'm sure that people would have said that throughout history. I think that America's where it is today because people have said what, what you're saying now is, uh, you know, we, I was taught this in school. You know, you go out there, you vote for the right guy, you get him in, and, and but we really, your vote, right your vote is mitigated by some uh, moron well, well, out there who cares more about Britney Spears shaving her head, but was told I to agree. get out and vote, and so I they agree, get out and totally. vote, and, uh, you know, so... Well, let, the, let me make this last little point here. Yes, right, my, my, my thing that seems like it's getting a little bit scary now is, 
if you're a Democrat or a liberal, I'll say, because I do think there's some hidden Democrats out there that are principled people. We just don't get to hear about them because the Democrat Party won't allow it, you know. But anyway, if the people that are Democrats now are pretty happy, and that's like 40 percent of this country legitimately like these guys. And then on the other side, they're throwing them all out. They're saying just get rid of all crooked, you know, all the politicians, period. So if that's our yeah. One side is satisfied, the other side throw them all out. We're going to keep electing Democrats over and over and over. So and are you saying that electing do, Republicans is the solution? No, the right Republicans. The right people, Republicans. How is one supposed point. to tell the difference between the right they Republicans? They fooled me, I can tell you I'll that. I'll tell you how if you want to really know. Yeah, go ahead. Anybody that'll say, I'm, like, if you want to, if a person says I'm pro-choice, it's, then, this then abortion issue that. seems to be the biggest thing for you. That up. I'm going to I'm going to jump into well, just, this then at that moment. point. This is three second. times now with the uh, no. with, with the uh, pro-life right, thing. But I just don't think I just don't think because somebody no, ma'am, excuse me, just one moment, madam, just because a person and you've mentioned it three times, just because a person happens to be pro-life does not make them a good person, and it doesn't make them a good politician. They can be very well be big government and still be pro-life. Me to call in on this show. I'll tell you what makes you a bad person. That's when you say you're for abortion, but take my money to spend on abortion. I concur. I don't care what side you're on. You shouldn't be taking people's money. Absolutely. It's wrong. Absolutely. And I'll tell you this, too. When people have something that they believe in and believe in it sincerely, you'll find out it's a very principled person. Because, see, there's nothing in it for yourself when you're against abortion, but there's very much selfishness and stuff in it for yourself when you're pro-abortion. But at least don't take my money to pay for the death of these little babies. I'm, I'm with you. I'm thing. with you on that. But at the All very right, well, same time, signal, let I, me tell you. It's right. I'm with signal. you that you shouldn't have your money to be taken to, for something that you consider uh, immoral. But the fact that someone will stand up and you just said that they were principled if they'd stand up for um, this abortion issue. And it's just it's not no, so that, that makes them one a one thing. issue candidate. One I issue candidate that, that he's often will, will get wishy washy on other things. Issue, You're just talking. You're... Wait a second. One issue candidates get wishy washy. They make compromises and they grow the government. Well, wait, let's find out if he's really pro-life. Here's a question that'll really reveal if this guy is pro-life. Did he support the war in Iraq? Who, me? Did he, your, your pro-life senator, Mr. Santorum? Um, well, I, I don't know. You guys are probably anti-war now that I'm getting on to this. But, um, did he but support actually, the war? I'm anti-killing pe- people, I, and including right. babies. Did he support the war? I'm anti-killing an unborn baby. I'm did, not anti-going into a country that's putting people through meat grinders. Did you guys know that even George Bush, with all the complaints everybody's got... I see. So you're only pro-life when it comes to fetuses, but you're not pro-life when it comes to uh, brown people in other countries around the world. Is that pretty much your your stance? And that's That's not very principled, man. Not very principled at all. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Senator Santorum declared that the weapons of mass destruction had been found in Iraq. Uh, the specific weapons he referred to are chemical munitions dating back from the Iraq-Iran War. More coming up. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And those features include 
live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, and even a webcam, all for you, completely free at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen.freetalklive.com. Did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your business email be secure? PrivacyHarbor.com is an email alternative that's private and confidential. It's guaranteed. You can go over there and get a free account today at privacyharbor.com because normal email is not secure. Privacyharbor.com. 800-259-9231. If you want to stick with the federal government, if you are against the idea of secession, I ask the question why. You're welcome to answer that or bring up whatever's on your mind. And before we continue with the, the phone calls, I just wanted to just kind of recap briefly the, that last point I was making with that last caller we had on who was talking about some senator or senator Santorum or something like that and talking about how great he was because he was pro-life. He was pro-life. He was pro-life. And as you pointed out, she mentioned it three times during her call. And so I figured I'd find out if he was really pro-life and, and ask uh, how he felt about the whole war situation, war in Iraq, which he was in favor of. So, therefore, he's not pro-life because he favors killing people, innocent people around the world. Now, if she mentioned a meat grinder, she says, well, if they're putting people in meat grinders, we should kill them. And, you know, Mark, well, they were if- doing just those sort of things in Darfur. Um, and why is it that we didn't go in there? Well, well it's, it's about the oil. That's well, why. And really, uh, can we can we try to zero in a little bit on the meat grinder issue? Because if if I if you're putting uh, somebody in a meat grinder, Mark, in your house and that person did not consent to being put into the meat grinder, then, yeah, it would make sense to go in there and stop you from doing that. But if I live on the same street as you, would it make any sense to come into my house and put a gun to my head and possibly kill me or maybe set my house on fire because you, down the street, were putting someone into a meat grinder? What do I have to do with that? I just live on the same street as you. Right. There's there's lots of innocent people that were killed in the war in Iraq. And, um, you know, the, the people that, that perpetrated these things, a lot of them were, were instituted or are, are in, working in the government again. I yeah. mean, we took a lot of the infrastructure and just, you know, reapplied it. So, yeah, I mean, maybe we got Saddam and his sons or whatever, but... Is that really what our job is, the world's policemen? I think what America should be is a shining beacon of liberty, and we should we should have said, hey, you Iraqis, if you feel like you're being treated poorly by your government, come on over here, work hard, and you know, enjoy the American dream. I don't think they should have gotten anything for free. I don't believe in welfare no. for, for immigrants. I don't believe in welfare for Americans, quite honestly. I don't believe that we should have to pay for their public school. I don't believe that we should have to pay... Um, I believe in voluntary charity. Right. I believe in helping people that deserve Absolutely. help. And, I, you know, I, please ask me if you need some help, but uh, don't, don't force me to give it. Exactly. Let's go to your phone calls. You can bring up whatever you want. Let's talk to Dana in Texas. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. How are y'all doing? Great. What's well, on your mind tonight? Well, after that caller a while ago, I think you need a joke. Right, did, either, did either of you guys happen to catch the monologue on David Letterman last night? I don't watch TV. Sorry about I, that. I don't you even don't. have broadcast television. I'm sorry. But what, what did he say? Okay. Well, you know, if you're not familiar with the show, I'll kind of tell you. It was the cartoon part where they have a commentator talking about the news, and they were showing Obama going to all these different countries that he has gone to in the last couple of weeks. And then he goes back to the White House and he makes a phone call to Georgie Porgy and asks him, just who all have you pissed off? Because he's going to all these countries to fix the ill attitude towards our country because of the way we've treated everybody. And I thought that was so ironic, so true, and so funny. Obama calling 
bush and saying, just who have you pissed off? Well, you know, I mean, I see where you're coming from on that, but going around to the different countries and uh, shaking hands. You're not getting the humor in it. You're analyzing it. Just I have it to. It's just how I am. I'm just so dry and, and uh, it's cynical. It's supposed to be funny. There's right. a lot of truth to it, you know. He has to go and call and ask him to find out just exactly who he's pissed off find out where else he needs to go. But, but asking, yes, and I got you, Dana, and I thank you for the call tonight. Asking uh, and meeting up with the, uh, the the presidents and the dictators in the other countries around the world and shaking hands with them and having dinner and having a nice chat isn't going to do anything to solve those problems. Uh, it may may be great for press releases and make some make for some nice photo opportunities, but as long as the United States military is uh, tromping around in over 130 countries around the world with over 700 military bases and uh, killing people in other countries, there are going to be people that are pissed off at the United States, whether it's uh, Barack Obama or George Bush or Bill Clinton or whoever it is that happens to be uh, the head guy in office. It's the on-the-ground things that matter, not the political uh, glad-handling or whatever you want to call it, glad-handing that, uh, that goes on, the back-scratching and, and the palling around with politicians. That, that doesn't do anything to convince me, and I doubt the people in those countries are convinced by any of that either. I mean, if, if, uh, if there were red Chinese troops in, in your streets doing uh, military procedures down in the, you know, the front of your neighborhood, and the China, uh, Chinese president or premier comes here and shakes hands with the president, and uh, you know, they pat each other on the back. Is that going to make you feel any better about the occupation? Right. You know, I'm reading this book on uh, you know, cognitive dissidents and the justifications that people make in their lives, and most Americans uh, look at the, the war in Iraq as though it started on 9-11, 2001. It didn't. The United States has been involved in the Middle East for almost a hundred years, including you know if you sort of look at uh, us going along with Great Britain and stuff like that. But certainly since the 40s, and we've got we had troops over there. We have troops that support Saudi Arabia, the Saudi Arabian king. We have troops in Saudi Arabia supporting their king. Well, of course there are people that don't want a king in Saudi Arabia, and they know that they can't get rid of the king until they get rid of the king's guards. They you know, so of course they're going to attack us. They're going to attack innocent people in the United States in order to get us to, hey, wake up, get your people out of our country. We don't want you here anymore. And well, Obama certainly isn't getting anybody out of anything. Right. And you know, just he's half-stepping, doing the moderate thing, and it's we, we do more of the same. Let's go. Hail to the new chief. Same as the old chief. Maybe a little worse, but definitely. Uh, I don't know. Worse, better, whatever. Say. It's hard to say. Because they all build on the tyranny of the prior presidents. So, you know, if it was Obama that got right. elected... His wiretapping bill is worse than George Bush's, people. But only because George Bush already had one go through during his term. So it's just tyranny built on tyranny. We continue here. Talk to Dan in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Dan. Dan in Indiana going once. Good evening, hey. uh, uh, Ian. And, uh, What's on and your mind, Dan? that uh, disappointed us this morning on the, on the radio. Oh, whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, look, it's, the, it's uh, not, look, it isn't Free Talk way. Live, Dan. Dan, you're talking about something that our listeners have no idea all what you're right, referring right, to. I'm so sorry. what were you calling I'm, about tonight? I was calling about Jackie Chan. He said that the uh, Chinese people need to be controlled. And uh, the, the, the gentleman mean? had a severe disconnect and stuff from what it, uh, he said. Uh, he's really confused now. If you're too free, you're like Hong Kong is now. It's very chaotic. Taiwan is also chaotic. Uh, he, said, um, he said, we're not being controlled. We'll just do what we want. And then oh he said gosh. that the... Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, it gets better. It gets better. He, he doesn't get that a command economy is what messes things up. He's like, 
Well, if I need to buy a TV, I'll definitely buy a Japanese TV because a Chinese TV might explode. You know why? Because they got a stinking command economy. You know? Well, <laughs> but you I, know, I, it's he, an AP I, story. I thought you guys might want to check that out and everything. I, I'm surprised that Jackie Chan would uh, would would not get it. I mean, having oh. experienced as much as he has of Hong mm-hmm. Kong and and the rest of the more more free world, that uh, that he still is oh, kind yeah. of of that mindset. It says here that he fit, spent 15 years building his reputation in Asia, but then he finally got rediscovered. And guess where? Oh, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I guess Hollywood must be near Hong Kong. Oh no, wait a minute, it's in the United States. Uh, I do love oh, the yeah. man's movies. He is quite the entertainer, yeah, yeah, I must great movies, say. But I don't think I like him so much anymore. He, he obviously thinks that people should be controlled. Yeah, stuff. well, that's a problem with the Hollywood. A lot of the Hollywood people they open their mouths and then you know they kind of ruin their view of them. Like a river, yeah. Thanks, Dan, for the okay. call tonight. I appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You'd think somebody could look at a place like Hong Kong and compare it to uh, the poor crap lands of China uh, and could tell which one is a more desirable place to live. Uh, Hong Kong's the most productive, economically free place in the world. Obviously, it's a big city, so life's going to be a little different there than some smaller places, but Hong Kong's a great example of how freedom works in contrast to centrally controlled economies. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is the Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition. You dial toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, all the features we give to you. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you need to buy, they probably sell it there. Dozens of categories, even used items, free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of uh, products that they have. And you can even get user reviews and and more. It's a great website. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter through that link, and Free Talk Live gets a cut. That's Amazon.freetalklive.com. Right back into your phone calls. Let's start with John listening to WFLA in Tampa. John, you're on Free Talk Live. How about John in New Hampshire? Oh, I guess we have John in New Hampshire. John, what's on your mind? Question um, or comment also. Uh, about a week ago, uh, more than uh, five or so people were arrested out there in Keene, New Hampshire. I'm about 100 miles away, whether I'm up in Grafton or down here in Salem. I'm closing up Salem and moving to Grafton. Um, but either way, I'm going to try to make it out. Somebody called me today. I guess I'm kind of famous now. Pardon my you know, boasting. And I commented to somebody, um, at some point I'm going to be just a footnote. I may have written a couple of early of the protest songs here, and with all good luck, I'll be just a footnote. There are, actually some new, there. there are actually some new songwriters that have been uh, popping up. Of course, what you're talking about here, John, is a bunch of activists are moving. Liberty-minded people are moving to New Hampshire. Uh, it's called the Free State Project, and they're getting active uh, in order to help achieve more liberty in our lifetime. And as you pointed out, you were the first real uh, musician to kind of get active and, and create liberty-oriented music within this particular wing of the liberty movement. And uh, that's already starting to expand out with some songwriters coming here and more musicians uh, getting things going, but uh, you're saying you're coming out to uh, to stand up for our and, and play for our friend Sam, uh, who's well, been arrested. I got a phone call today, and it was very surprising. Somebody called me up out of the blue, and it's the, you know I've always done this just because I love doing it and mm-hmm. show up when I can. Somebody actually called and said, I don't know if you can make it out the Keen for Social Sundays, and then we're having this uh, thing. I've been away from because I'm in the process of a move. I've been uh, away from my computer for a week, so I'm kind of out of the loop 
haven't even listened to you guys or anything. I'm just, like, working out, doing my stuff in Grafton. So something's going on over in Keene, and uh, you'll tell us about that. But a, a, a week or whatever it was, 10 days or something like that ago, when all this went down, you said, when has this ever happened in history that five people mass have been arrested arrests. at yeah, the same time? Yeah, mass arrests for, and within the liberty movement. I mean, there have been some other mass arrests, uh, with, you know, like the anti-war movement, but this specifically within the liberty-oriented uh, movement, I've never heard of mass arrests before. Have you, John? Okay, that, that, that's fair enough that you're drawing a distinction, but I, but, but I was connecting it, like, after I hung up, because there's never time to, you know, talk about everything. But I, but I thought afterwards, yeah, this has happened, and it always happens at the beginning of a movement. Look at the civil rights movement. They stop busting people. It's like you people need to get in line. You need to not be standing up for your mm-hmm. rights. You, you people need to just do what we taught you in government school and don't question. Just, do, just go along to get along. Yep. Trust, you know, bottom line is, guys, uh, the audience out there, you know, I'm uh, an old minarchist. And I, and I saw that the executive branch was overreaching, the, the legislative branch was overreaching, and I look at it like a three-legged stool. And, and on that stool was always, and Mark will, you know, has said this before, you know, the, the, the court system is, is something that's very, very important. We kind of look at that like there's fairness there. At least when things go wrong, we can go to the courts. So right. we're told. We, we and now, to... we've, now we've seen that that's just a bunch of nonsense. John, we're thanks for the call tonight. Now. Always good hearing from you. 800-259-9231. What he's talking about is earlier this week there were seven people arrested on Monday, and it was a horrific scene where five, uh, five, four people were carried out, or two people were carried out, uh, there were several uh, several arrests. Two people were cited, basically for standing in a public place. One man had a video camera, was attempting to record in the lobby of the district court here, and uh, the others were were supporting him. And they were all arrested. And so I think what John's pointing out there is that this is just the very beginning of this this movement of the hundreds and then thousands of liberty minded people all filtering in from around the country and the round, and around the world here into New Hampshire. And by by committing these acts of aggression, uh, the part of the government at least, by the government committing these acts of aggression against peaceful uh, protesters, peaceful activists, that all they're going to do is just bring more people out here. And as John said, he's going to drive across the state tomorrow just so he can play his guitar, you know, outside of, outside of prison in, in protest of them imprisoning our friend and, and co-host on this show. Uh, he doesn't appear on Saturday nights, but he's uh, one of our weeknight co-hosts, Sam Dodson from the Obscured Truth Network. So if you want to see video footage and listen to the audio of Sam being arrested, we're not going to rehash all of that because uh, we've, d- we've been doing it all week long. But if you missed that video and you missed all of that, uh, that footage, it's all at freekeen.com. And again, freekeen.com. So there you have that. Uh, we continue here with your calls. We're going to try John again. This is the other John in Florida listening to WFLA. John, thanks for your patience. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, what I was wanting to make a comment about was uh, I've been to Iraq. I'm in the Naval Reserve. And you keep making comments about killing innocent people. Well, you know, what would you do in a situation where I have an enemy because I don't call them insurgents or whatever? And they're firing missiles and guns at me and my men. And then they go and they run and they hide in these buildings. And we don't know who's in there or what's in there. They're, they're, the people that live there aren't, aren't throwing them out, aren't making them leave. They're letting them stay there. We go in there and find out they're not only hiding in there, they're hiding guns in there. I, I grant the Iraqi, Iraqi people need to be more proactive in this. But I'm not about to walk in there and not know what I'm walking into. So, hell, yeah, I may throw something like a grenade in there or 
lots of missile in there. Well, John, I'm, I I don't want to sound like I'm attacking you. I don't want to kill innocent people either. Most innocent people sure. get killed over there are the ones that just happen to be in the, the wrong place where they started shooting at us first, usually. I, under, I understand that, and that probably doesn't make the kid whose mom or dad got killed uh, in that situation feel any better. And I don't want to sound like I'm attacking you because you're in the military, but my question is is this. Um, the United States Constitution is very clear about declarations of war, and why is it that you would be going someplace when they haven't declared war there? I mean, why would you... Uh, uh, That's not, I'm not asking that as... as well, you're as, there where they're lobbing the missiles at you. I'm asking because I was ordered there. I, I understand that, and as far That's as I'm concerned, it's an, it's an unconstitutional order, and you swore an oath to the Constitution, so you shouldn't go. Um, and my so you're there unconstitutionally, therefore illegally, where they're throwing bombs and stuff at you. And that's the question. I mean, yeah, I'm going to shoot back at somebody who's shooting at me, but I'm, on their, I'm in their house when I'm doing it. Well, I understand what you're saying. I understand. I, I get your point there. But I'm also saying on the same hand that, you know, even though you say it's unconstitutional and all that, I still swore to... The commander in chief. The commander so what's what's what, what oath is uh, is higher? I'm not going to stand up and, and go AWOL because you know I don't believe. Well, wait. Nobody said you had to go AWOL. They just uh, what we're suggesting here is that you you actually honored your other oath. Did you swear two oaths? One to the commander in chief, and then one to the constitution. You swear one to the constitution as your commander in chief, as your as your uh, executive order. So, so which so part of the oath is me, which part of the oath is the priority? Is it is is it upholding the constitution? So, the, so whatever the commander in chief says is what goes. It that doesn't matter. Like a cult of personality it to doesn't me. matter if it's unconstitutional. This what is the a nation of laws, says. supposedly. I was told, and since the constitution's the highest law in the land, if the, if the commander not. in chief apparently violates chief that uh, that piece of paper, then you should, as you know, you should, as a person who swore an oath to that constitution, <laughs> go in there and arrest him. Okay, well, I mean, I, 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 you know, you're making sense. Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, I just want to get clear. I just want to clarify because there's someone. Thank you. You know, it's in the Navy Reserve. I want to clarify yes, sir. the innocent life thing. That's that, that's we don't go over there and just take innocent lives. I, oh no, no, I don't think anybody. Um, you know, we're certainly not trying to make the point that. Uh, and believe me, the Iraqi people want us there. Uh, uh, I, I, I can tell you that, that. But when the when the polls are taken, the Iraqi people want us out. And I would not uh, want the. And, and most of them are just would you would you feel good uh, just a quick question John would you feel good if the uh, Chinese troops decided to come over here and augment the uh, the local police forces because they need some help would that be all right with you I'm not sure I'm not quite sure what you mean by that well let's say that the Chinese uh, troops decide to come over here because uh, the local governments here have asked them to come here and, and help out with things uh, you know just you know to controlling traffic and and stuff like that would you be all right with that would if you were polled would you say you're cool and uh, great it would depend on no I wouldn't like it but it would no? also depend on the situation if I had a, a group of uh, radical say Christians going around you know terrorizing and bombing and and killing other religious sects because they didn't believe in what they believe in and we need to help yeah i may at that point we have a group of people what if some of those chinese troops by accident killed mm, say your wife um how would you feel about those chinese troops at that point 
I'm sure I'll have a whole different opinion. Yeah, I bet, bet you, you would. would. That's, that's, that's an honest, that's an honest answer. answer. You are an awesome caller. I love the fact that you called in the way you did and you presented the way you did. Because, you know, this is how real humans are supposed to talk. I get yelled at so often on this show by people who say, you hate America. No, no. No, I'm not yelling at you, Santa. No, yeah, we're you're praising you, man. You've been... I take offense when they say I wouldn't take an innocent life. Yeah. I got into it with a liberal the other day about 9-11. You... And they're saying, oh, well, they had the right to do this, they had the right to do that. I said, you know, because you, you just made a good point. I said, if it was your child that was in that daycare center the day those buildings went down, You'd you feel wouldn't it. feel the way you did. Thanks do for the call Thank tonight, you. dude. Hour two's coming up. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial in, bring up whatever's on your mind. The Saturday edition of the program, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites, and we give ours away. So enjoy it at freetalklive.com. Again, freetalklive.com. We're going to continue here by taking your phone calls about whatever you want. Let's talk to Steve in Colorado. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Greetings. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Steve? Just really briefly, uh, before I get to my main point, I wanted to touch on Rick Santorum. He he was the one who said that there was no that nobody had a right to privacy. Yes, we uh, were actually well, looking at a Wikipedia article about him, yeah. and that, that claim was made in there. That's in regards yes. to contraceptives, um, but I, as far as I'm concerned, there's not much more private uh, thing than a contraceptive. <laughs> so Right, and, and he, he called legislating against homosexuality the ultimate homeland security. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. So, yeah, he's nuts. Pretty Jesus, much Jesus hates gay people. Don't you know that? Well, it doesn't sound like he's very pro-life to me because it sounds like he's very anti the lives of people that do things differently as far as their moral sets exactly. are concerned. Yeah, if you name any fascist piece of legislation that uh, happened between, I, I don't know exactly when he served, about 1996 to about 2004 or five or so, whatever, um, um, he was involved in it. So, Either so the the lady earlier in the the first hour that was uh, that was just lauding this man uh, was because he was pro life, pro life, well, and principled. She said he was principled, right. and I asked her, well, what are his principles? And she had no answer to that question. But clearly, pro-life. from what you're well, saying yeah. here, from what you're saying, uh, Steve, is that his principles were fascist principles. Yeah, he, he's he's dedicated to the principle that the government should control all of our lives. Well, only in the only in the areas that uh, well the. The, the, the Republicans like the you know the moral right. stuff because really the the people need the government to tell them what their morality is otherwise they'll run amok they'll be sent sin in the street God will visit the Sodom and Gomorrah thing on us people will be turned into pillars of salt you know how it all goes we got to keep <laughs> we got to keep these people in line until the rapture comes because <laughs> they don't know what the hell they're doing and Jesus would do it Jesus would put people in prison for being gay because you know that he would because that's how you create yeah. virtue right is forcing people People yeah. To uh, right, do things. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, the main reason why I called, uh, though, however, is I I was engaged in another online debate. It's 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 my vice. I wish I could stop, <laughs> but I just can't. I just can't stop, man. Um, is it keeping you up late at night? Fun. The uh, the online no, debating. It's, it's, no, it's not actually. Okay, that's good. Me up late. Yeah, so it's I'm not, not an unhealthy that. vice then at this point. Beyond just you know right. pouring your free time into it. Yeah. Exactly. And. Um, I was debating a guy about businesses, and he he thinks this guy, uh, and and I did too when I was a liberal 
dem uh, leftist type that all businesses are out there to rip you off if they if they can rip you off they will rip you off and you know and it, it, it occurred to me that that's extremely insulting as a former business owner and as a future business owner yeah that how insulting is that to suggest that I would rip people off if I could? It's outrageous. I mean, <laughs> it really yeah, is. It, it, and it's totally the mindset of someone who has never even considered venturing into uh, business for himself. You know, oh, it's the yeah, mindset of an, uh, it's it's basically an employee victim mentality uh, mindset because there are some employees that are very you know very good and uh, and not they don't have that mentality but but this right. victim mentality is is pounded into people at a young age in the government indoctrination camps. People who rip people off don't get as many return customers because they continue to yeah. rip people off and they continue to, and you know I don't go back to businesses I get ripped off at uh, I don't know about believe, you but he believes that every businessman is ripping people off right I mean everyone uh, or or. If they aren't, it's only because of fear of getting caught. You know, in, in, in other words, if they could get away with it, right. they would. There's but not a moral what? person in the world. The only moral person is this the guy. No, He's the, the only right? one. Right. Well, that, the government, of course, they're going to keep everybody honest. They do everything right, and they do it well right, and efficiently. So and, uh, you know, of course, they're the ones you can trust. Uh, as though immoral people wouldn't get in the government and wouldn't be the people that would be controlling the immoral people in business. I don't. It's just a very circuitous uh, sort of, you know, round and round kind of thinking. If people are bad, if business owners are bad, business owners are people. People are bad. If people are bad, then the gov- the people in the government are bad. Then who the hell can you trust? No, I don't know if he would make that, those connections. I mean, he would say that business owners are bad, but he's good, and his and the non-business owners are also good. Isn't a right? person who's um, going to work every day selling their labor? Aren't they an indiv- aren't they in business to sell their own labor? Doesn't that make them a bad person? They're not going to see it that way. Well, they're that's because they're that idiots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and one well, could point know, out that employees are always trying to put one over on the business those, owner, too. Oh my right? God. I mean, you know, like sneaking oh, yeah. off to... Taking s- an extra break, you, smoke break, whatever. As long as they yeah. can. Well, you know, the, the very hardest I ever worked in my life, and when I, when I say hard, I don't mean physically hard, but the very most diligent that I ever was in my entire life was when I owned my own business for four and a half years. And, you know, uh, not coincidentally, that was the best job I ever had, too, in terms of satisfaction. Absolutely. And that's how come I can't wait to get back into business again. Thank you, uh, Steve, for the call. Great points tonight, 800-259-9231. You're welcome to add to the discussion. Uh, bring <laughs> It's just such a... That guy and his opinion, not Steve, but the guy he was talking about, just that, that viewpoint that businessmen are just a bunch of sharks out there trying to uh, take advantage of people is a real sad kind of mindset. It's a victim mentality, as you said. Um, the world is happening to you. There's nothing you can do in order yeah. to change these things. It's right. it's really a sad place to be coming from. And I believe that to some extent you create your own reality. You're creating that, you, you know, you're getting victimized. Now, sure. whether it's just because that's what you recognize as the evidence or whether, you know, you're um, you know into the idea that uh, you're attracting these people in some kind of spiritual level. I don't know any of that stuff, but I do know that you see what you expect to see you you justify things in your life and you see what you expect to see so you're going to see the bad stuff uh, to me uh, there certainly are bad people in business and there's no doubt about it and there's bad people as employees and there's bad people out there trying to jam government down your throat but i have a different perspective and mine is almost the reverse perspective and that is that uh that if you look at it as a whole step back and look at the whole of the marketplace it is the most awe-inspiring 
wondrous thing to me because there are people out there coming together on a voluntary basis, customers and business people coming together and and coming to an agreement on a price and a product and a service and they're trading and they're doing business and and things are getting done, products are being sold, services are being provided and you know 99 98% of the time it's done without a hitch. Uh people are both sides are satisfied, the business owner gets paid, the the uh, the, the consumer gets the product or the service and they're satisfied with the with the quality if not they can go back and return it or they can uh you know they can go to a competitor and get a better deal i mean certainly there are times where you could have gotten a better deal than you know if you if you'd spent a little bit of extra time looking around i, I remember the time when I, I had to buy a car and i felt like i had to buy it in a rush so i didn't really do my due diligence and i didn't look around and i got a crap uh crap car as a result of that and ended up having to pour a whole bunch of money into that it was you know one of those as is cheapy cars yeah. where you you know, I just got hosed on that deal. But does that mean that uh, that all everybody that's out there is a scumbag? No, not at all. It means that I should have done a better job as a as a consumer. Well, it, to make you feel a little bit better, I was talking uh, last week to my auto mechanic who told me about the time that he uh, he bought an automobile. My auto mechanic mm-hmm. bought an automobile and the transmission fell out of it on the way home. Wow! Um, so uh, you you can't you can't get them all right. Yeah. And the auto mechanic didn't know. How would the guy who's selling it know? You don't always know these things these right. pieces of information but when it comes to the uh, the free market the exchange you know voluntary exchanges between individuals uh, going on uh, you know division of labor Remember, we'd all be living in caves and digging grubs out of the ground with a stick if it wasn't for that. For the for the entrepreneurs, if it right. w- if it weren't for those folks that saw the opportunity to number one make life better for people and number two profit as a result of it. Yeah. If it weren't for those folks out there, you're absolutely right. We would be living in a d- just a terrible situation the companies that, where we are. that the companies that do well, at least to some extent, are doing well. Because they're providing people with what they want. Absolutely. Now, and some of them manage to work the system, like say, uh, you know, Ma Bell, back when uh, the, you know the, we we only had one telephone company nationwide. You know, worked the system, managed to get, get themselves in place, yeah. had a monopoly. And, you know, and there's certainly cases of that, but by and large. Businesses make a profit by providing people with what they want. And and that was only enabled, that example you gave, and the other examples that are out there of businesses that are connected with the state, those are only enabled because of the existence of the state. Yep. Because government exists, because there's this tool of violence and coercion out there for the business owners to grab hold of, inevitably those that are attracted to that kind of power and that kind of influence are going to go in that direction. But in the absence of a, an authoritarian state then business owners would have to rise and fall based on the the value of the product and the service they're offering. That's the way it should be. 800-259-9231. And for the most part, that is the way it is. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can dial up toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features on the site, we give them away. So enjoy those, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Free at freetalklive.com. If you like what we do here on Free Talk Live, SACL CAI is the main sponsor of the show. Um, and in, you have, if you have a business, SACL CAI, CAI does collections, early out billing. They purchase charged-off receivables. They'll handle all of your accounts receivable needs. Very few people got into business in order to do accounts receivable. It's thankless work. Turn it over to SACL CAI. 
You'll be happy you did. And it's cheaper than what you're doing now. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the uh, top banner on the right-hand side. We go to your phone calls about whatever you want. It's Mike listening to WFLA in Florida. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Mike, are you there, sir? Going once. Mike in Florida, going twice. I'm here. There, there, there he is. is. What's on your mind, Mike? Yeah, I, I've got a question. I've never heard you guys before, but I, I'm listening to you, and I'm, I'm wondering how you have a dichotomy between being pro-life and toppling a dictator who used poison gas against his own people, has rape rooms for his sons, that can a, a total control over a country. How is how how do you equate those two? Well, uh, basically, I wouldn't. I would say that I'm pro-life. I would say that Ian is probably uh, certainly on the fence as far as the abortion issue goes. Um, I am pro-life in the sen- but I don't think that government should regulate it in the sense that uh, we've already had uh, you know a ban on abortion in this country. I feel that it went poorly. Um, I, I guess that I think that those decisions. Well, earlier today, earlier, t- Ian, yeah. I guess, as the other guy said, well, how can you be how can you be pro life and pro invasion of? I mean, how how are the two how are the two related? Well, well when you killing people is pro- killing people, right? Yeah. No, you sound you sound like like two sophomores in college smoking dope. Well, that's what we always get. You know, we always get that, and try to avoid the the young thing, right? Like that doesn't that doesn't really forward the conversation no, to I mean, any point. Let's address saying, the point. Um, so the it's just it's just so juvenile. It's, it's what's juvenile? Even, it's not a good idea to kill people. No, that how are the two related? Well, someone says they're pro-life, so why was just pointing out the inconsistency of one person claiming to, to be pro-life, We're, but at the same time I, I, supporting killing people around the world? Are we killing people around the world? I am yes, not, sir. Well, we I, the United States military the is. The U.S. military is killing people around the world. They, yes. they did it in Pakistan so just last week, question, you know. The, you're missing the bigger, the bigger question is why are we killing people around the world? What's because it benefits the politicians killing, and the military-industrial complex, right? Oh my goodness! Is killing those three uh, Somalis is that killing people or is that saving the captain? Well, at, at that point, I think what that's to me that's more about stealing um, because I don't think that the United States Navy should be protecting ships whether they're flying a United oh, States no. flag or anything that's else. Could I finish here? So therefore, I believe that the the people that sent them there are stealing from the American people in order to uh, you know benefit a private, their business. Yeah, a private company. Well, no. Stealing is one thing. Stealing doesn't deserve the death penalty. Putting a, a AK-47 up against somebody's head does deserve the death penalty, doesn't it? Okay. Now I'm not against what the SEALs did. I believe that the Navy, was, you know, that that the the use of the Navy in that respect is stealing. Do you understand? No, he doesn't. No, no, I don't. Can you okay. Explain. That's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you that the use of the Navy in order to stop piracy on the high seas, that you know, those ships should be responsible for their own security out there, um, that that's stealing from the American people. I had to pay for that, you know? Well, you have to pay for the Navy whether they're going to be shooting people or not. Well, I don't think we'd need as large of a one if, if we weren't keeping the Indian Ocean uh, halfway around the world safe for ships. Why is that? Because you wouldn't need as many ships if you weren't covering as much ocean. Well, Mike, let me let's let's lay something down here. Mike, do you believe that it's the U.S. military's responsibility to protect companies, U.S. companies around the world? Oh, if it's in our interest, yes. Who's who's, who's our our interest? The United States public's yes. Well, well how our, how would you determine what is the United States public's interest? Because it sounds like your interest and my interest might be different. What what are your interests? 
freedom, well, the, baby. I, I, freedom. Yeah, yeah, I want to. I want to freedom not have freedom. to fund whatever anyone else's interests are if, I, if they're not my interests. With, do you agree with free enterprise? You better believe it. Well, then there you go. You just answered your own question. Well, taking my money no. so that to support your navy is not free enterprise. That's stealing. So what would you suggest? Stop I, stealing. I would suggest that companies... Stop stealing. There you go. With the, uh, you, don't, you don't like the juvenile references, but there you go. Stop stealing. It's simple. Are you telling me have... it's adult to steal from people, sir? Is that an adult thing to do? No, your answer, I'm saying, was juvenile. I'm saying that there, there is a country that is out of control over there, which is Somalia, and we've got pirating going up. Why don't we just go over there and sink the ships, and we can be done with it? Well, take, take a listen to this. Um, I believe that the free market can solve any problem, and there's a water cannon out there that'll shoot 1,400 gallons of water in a minute. Now, that's a heck of a lot more than your average fire truck, all right? It's remote control from inside the cabin of the uh, the ship, and it can fill up a pirate ship with water, or, or no one can stand against it in, a, in 100 yards. It'll blow them right off the ship. So, why aren't they using those, then? Why aren't they using those? Because they don't have to. They have the U.S. Navy to protect them. It's Did the same. Hear here's the, the same idea, you, sir. If you had you to walk, we could. Could Did I finish? The it's the same today? idea. You have to walk through the bad section of town. He's just going and going. You have to walk Did through the bad section the of town. He must when think the cops, we're going to cut him off or something. Can I, can I speak? No, Did I'm not finished. <laughs> Let me finish. Oh, okay, when you go ahead, go ahead. When go you ahead. go through the bad section of town and you believe that you know the police are responsible for your protection, you not might not bring a piece with you. However, when you say, well, there's no cops that I'm there, I guess I better go armed, well, then it's your responsibility. As far as I'm concerned, it is the responsibility of those ships to protect themselves on the high seas. Well, I would agree with that, but they're not allowed to. That's I, what I've heard, There too. you go. The problem is the Who's government. preventing them from doing that? The Dutch uh, rescued uh, a crew today, and then they let the people go because they didn't have any jurisdiction. So who's preventing they, the, the ships from arming themselves? I'm not quite sure about that. I believe it's the U.S. Uh, the U.S. government uh, policies. I don't think it's the U.S. government. No, it's not. It's the uh, it's the uh, the unions or it's something else. It's a, it, it's not the U.S. government. You're telling me but that the union. I, 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 I think the unions would change their little tune if they didn't think that the uh, United States Navy was going to come out there and bail them out. I, well, I, I changed my I changed my. You, you got me twisted now. I, I'm sorry. I still want to know what what is the what is the dichotomy between being pro-life and taking out that dictator Saddam Hussein? Killing people who have done nothing to you is wrong. Do you disagree? Nothing to you, but what about humanity? Well, um, just, I'm not responsible for the Iraq war any more than um, I'm not responsible for the Iraqi people's freedom or their, their tyranny. They are. How you understand that they have total, to decide whether like, they want to be guys, free or not. Well, on one point, you're, you're total laissez-faire, and on the other, you're a little bit uh, Marxist. I'm not a little bit Marxist anything. I'm 100% I'm all, laissez-faire. all laissez-faire, baby. So, I, I like the government. I want my government to deliver the mail and protect me. So you're a male socialist? You you a you're a male you sound Marxist. Like a Marxist to me, sir. That sounds like a Marxist to you. I want you, you support. Well, you, you want you want government ownership of the means of production when it comes to de- mail delivery. That makes you a Marxist. Let's yeah, bring him back here. We're going to continue this conversation. <laughs> Hang on, dude. Eight hundred two five. They don't teach you this stuff in school. They tell you you're good American if you support the post office yeah. and the, the the government institutions. But the fact is, 
I'm sorry. The mail service is a, is a monopoly. And it's crap, too. 800-259-9231, as most government things are. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. And if Mike sticks around, we'll talk to him some more. Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in and bring up whatever's on your mind. It's the Saturday edition. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com talklive.com. Are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Are you tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? If you knew thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active for freedom, would you join them? You can. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org because it's one thing to uh, stand around, wave a bunch of signs at a tea party, and it's another thing to actually take the next step and do something more significant. Freestateproject.org. Well, you got to take your first step. That's true. I absolutely. The tea parties are like a little baby step, but it's something. It's it's going in the right direction. We go back to Mike listening to WFLA in Florida. Mike, you're back on Free Talk Live after accusing us of being Marxists. Uh, we pointed out how you were actually a Marxist in a, in one yeah, way. Yeah, I, I I agree. Yeah, what oh, is well, it? that's great. We, we've you. had a lot of intellectual honesty from our callers tonight. And here, that's Mike. so rare in yeah. radio. <laughs> well, I'm a, what is the next step, guys? The next step? Yeah. How <sighs> do we get from here to a uh, more voluntary society? Are you talking about libertarian society, right? That's what I would like to see. Well, I'm in there. I'm in for that. But I am for a pro, I'm a pro-military guy, but I... Uh-oh, well, that's not libertarian. That's then. where I started, too, Mike. And the more, you th- the more you look at libertarian philosophy, the more you'll realize that uh, likely you won't need that military at all. Most of the well, time... Well, I was indoctrinated. What's that? I was indoctrinated. We were so, all indoctrinated. We were all indoctrinated. But if you look at the United States, the United States military history, the U.S. is blessed with a with a position um, in the world geographically where we're just not threatened. You know, you don't expect the big red horde well, from. We've got oceans. What's that? We've got oceans. Yeah, the, the big red horde from Canada is not going to roll roll across the forty seventh exactly. parallel or whatever it is and wipe us all out. Um, with so many countries, because you know they're sort of old world countries, they have long standing feuds with uh, with countries next door. We don't we've have that. Border. We've got borders and we've got oceans. But I'm saying, what do you suggest? Well, well, it's tough. The Free State Project. The Free State Project is really all I can uh, suggest. But remember, what does, that mean? The, what does that mean? The Free State Project. Liberty-minded people are moving all ac- from all across the country and converging in New Hampshire in order to get active in one geographic location for the purposes of achieving liberty in our lifetime. So it's the idea, constant- the idea of achieving liberty in our lifetimes. I'm saying, what do you suggest? Well, moving to New Hampshire—that's correct. And then getting active. There I moved so from Sarasota, things. Florida. I mean, come on, that's, that's not very realistic. It's I moved from Sarasota, Florida, sir. It's, it's not very realistic to tell our founding fathers that they have to spend the uh, the coldest winter in history in Valley Forge um, for your history, but I, they I've did it. I spent the, clo- the, the the coldest winter in in Cleveland about in 1977. But yeah, well, you had a house. Let me tell you this, Mike. You don't have 
don't have anything. I've got something. I can get as specific as you want to get. All right. Let's well, what, let me let me break this step? down for you here. What's the next step? Let me let me break this down. Let me give you a little bit of history before I give you the you know what's coming next. Okay. My history okay. personally. I was born and raised down in Sarasota. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with it. You live in the Tampa Bay area, mm-hmm. and uh, my co-host was uh, as well. Now uh, down there, when I would go to the Libertarian Party meetings, there were like five guys that would show up uh, and sit around and debate about politics and you know, maybe now and then we'd go out and you know go to the gun show and set up a table which i would always fund out of my own pocket and organize myself uh, so that wasn't really the party so much as me uh doing all of this activism down there i would go and you know i'd go to pride fest and i'd reach out there i'd go to gun shows i'd go to the county fair and i would help you know i would talk to people about freedom and that was about it because nobody ever actually ended up doing anything we didn't really uh, the, you know the libertarian party nothing, in florida nothing is nothing really to do well it's essentially that there's right i mean they run candidates every couple years and the candidates get three percent or or whatever they end up getting you can either get a democrat or you can get a republican right there is no third party candidate. dumb and dumber right and if you live in sarasota you get republicans that's pretty much what you get uh better than the alternative well all of these people i don't know i mean the the republicans have gotten us where we were as far as the uh the tax rate went in sarasota so uh and the the democrats have have done every city in america and just about they're all bad to me my friend so so frustrating as you can see that was frustrating to me uh, putting all of this effort into promoting the ideas of freedom and seeing no real return on investment besides you know maybe a handful of people that i unearthed that turned out to be really super activists Uh, then i came across this idea of the free state project and i thought wow this is it let's gather these great activists together in the same place so we aren't as uh, spread thin as we've historically been those of us in the liberty movement so uh so i signed up and we moved in 2006 we moved the show up from florida to new hampshire and there have been hundreds of people from around the country and around the world even that have uh, converged on new hampshire and as a result of that you asked what's next as a result of that those uh those activists that have come here of course it's the live free or die state so there's already kind of a mentality a a, a pro-freedom mentality up here far more so than there was down in florida just of the native people so these people here it's Live redneck or die. <laughs> well, or, or it's live senior or die. I mean, yeah. we get we are yes, fat. <laughs> we get we get uh, all the uh, seniors from uh, you know the around or we did from New York, from, from all the different uh, states yeah. around, and they don't want to spend any money on the public schools, so. So all these uh, Liberty people so came here to New Hampshire, there? and what, they what? Uh, they started to create networks, and the, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance was created, and people ran for office, and more people are running for office, and there's civil disobedience happening. That never happened down in Florida. You know, there's non-cooperation. We've got television shows, radio shows, newspapers. So this has all happened within the last handful of years. There's more to come as more activists come here and start doing what they think is right. Against what? I'm sorry. I couldn't get your question there. Go ahead again. You said civil disobedience against what? Against the oppression of the uh, the state. No, specific. Well, recently we had a man uh, recording video in the lobby of what is allegedly a public court just this past week. You can go to freekeen.com. I heard, it. I heard about it. I heard yeah, about it. he was arrested for that. So that's one yeah, that's example. A little, heavy, a little heavy-handed. A couple of months ago, uh, we had a man hold uh, one of our friends, uh, Andrew, was holding a piece of marijuana in his hand in a public place. He'd announced that in advance. That was an example of civil disobedience. We've had another guy do uh, illegal pup, uh, puppet shows because in I, I think in one of the cities in the state, it's illegal to give a puppet illegal show. Illegal puppet show. Oh yeah, there was nail uh, nail <laughs> manicure uh, man- manicures uh, that was done illegally. So somebody decided to give an illegal manicure, which means given a uh, give a manicure without a license right out in well, front of the very agency the, that licenses the, the manicure. the man the business. Yeah. 
Exactly. But I mean, what what what's the next? I mean, is there is there any really grand? Is there a grand plan? Well, all you can do is stand against the government, and I mean, it's it's either that or you got to get enough people together to stop paying taxes, and that's a scary thing for people with families and loved ones. When you say oh, it's no, coming, though, no. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay my property taxes. Please come take my house away. I mean, that's a that's a tough yeah. place. We to need stand. some more people to be here for that. But as far as your grand plan is concerned, the the reason why there's no no real good answer to that question is the uh, is the solution to the problem because uh, let me see if I can explain this. The Free State Project is the idea that moves people to New Hampshire. Once they get there, there. Hold on a second, Mike. Hold on. There, there is no overarching organization that says, "Okay, you go here and do that. You go here and do that." Here's the ultimate plan. The ultimate plan is to achieve liberty in our lifetime. But how we get from here to there is up to each individual activist to decide for themselves. So as a result of that, what you have is a decentralized movement where there are all kinds of different things going on at any given time, but and you'd you can agree, plug Mike, into what you want. But, uh, well, Mike, you'd agree that there would be a much better chance of doing that as long as you, uh, as long as you have concentrated in an area people that believe in small government, because right. you don't I have that, right? You. I agree with you, but you, while you're going for this decentralization, the, the federal government is going to total centralization. Yeah, and centralization sure. doesn't work, right? No, it never did. So, so we'll see who wins. Um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not talking about a holdout in Waco here, man. Uh, don't, no. don't get that no, idea. No, 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 I know that. I know that. I know uh, all that. I'm saying is, w- let's look at uh, decentralized. You know, and, and it's, you know, it's got to be in a state. It has to be in a small state where the population isn't very large. That way, I, you can have some kind I of effect. I agree with. I agree with you. What I'm saying is that with the with the Democrats and the Republicans. What can you do? You'd be surprised that the uh, Democrats and Republicans, at least on the state level here in New Hampshire, are a little different than the ones you'll find down there in Florida. I mean, even the Democrats up here own, own guns, just to give an example of you know how different things are. I thank you. And you said it's your first night uh, tuning in, so keep doing it. We're there every uh, every Saturday night on WFLA in Florida, so uh, come back and uh, listen some more, and you'll, you'll get another idea. You'll get more ideas over time for what can be done, not just up here in New Hampshire, but where you are uh, down there in Tampa. More coming up. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us that's freetalklive.com. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We take that money and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. If that's valuable to you and you want to get behind us, go to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks, too, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com. Right back into your calls. Ladies first. Joy is in California listening to KGOE. Hey, Joy. Yes, hi. Um, what I told you before is that um, my husband worked for an employer that tricked us, deceived us, and victimized us. Oh, dear. And the U.S. government not only allowed it to happen, but encouraged it to happen. How did that happen? I don't recall ever talking to you before, so uh, you're going to have to fill me in again. Yeah, well, my husband worked for a Chinese-owned company that went out of business, and they left us holding the bag for medical bills amounting to over $40,000. Medical bills for whom? For my husband. So he had medical insurance with uh, his employer, and then they Well, that's out. what we thought, that we found out um, 
they closed the mill in October of 2008, and um, we were told that we were covered uh, under their plan through November, and we could buy the COBRA coverage for December. And so we scraped up the money and bought the COBRA coverage, and my husband has cancer, and he had chemotherapy. And then we just found out this March that the company was not putting money into their trust fund. They were um, self-insured, and there's like uh, 220 people that were employed there, and there's about 400,000 of unpaid medical bills. Mm. So they just basically went out of business, and you got left high and dry. Yes. And you said you went to the and you said the state did nothing for you. No, the state, the California um, insurance commissioner, does not handle self-insured self-insurers. Um, but I've looked into um, the ERISA laws, and this is why I'm saying the government allowed it to happen. It, ERISA laws are a federal law that um, it stands for Employee Retirement Income Security Act. And um, a division under that called the um, Department of Labor's Employee Benefit Security Administration, or the EBSA, is supposed to um, enforce uh, laws under ERISA. But after I got to looking into it, I found out that it was just pitiful protection, that the ERISA laws can be changed at will, that benefits can be taken back, and these plans don't have to follow standard practices, and they may drop benefits without prior notice to the insureds. And the plans only need to notify insureds within 60 days after the fact. You know, I'm I'm sorry to hear about your situation, and and it's unfortunate, but the truth about the government is that it it postures itself as the defender of the downtrodden. You know, we're here for you. And then the reality of the situation is that, uh, you know, the corporations and uh, those those people with deep pockets have the most influence, and, of course, uh, they end up getting sweetheart deals from the state or protection. I mean, essentially, a corporation is a protection scheme from the... uh, from the state. I mean, it's a corporation is a concept that allows businessmen uh, to do business without taking any real personal risk uh, for the business that they do. And so, what's what's amazing is there are people out there that look at this situation and maybe they're no, they're seeing it correctly. Maybe they're analyzing it correctly and saying, "Wow, what we seem to have here is a government that you know is pretty much a, a corporate state." I mean, where they mm-hmm. they work hand in hand with these corporations and they scratch each other's backs. And mm-hmm. so they what they end up doing when they observe that is they say well what we need to do is just change the government and we need to get to uh, to make it work better uh, but but that's just talk because it doesn't actually end mm-hmm. up working out that way no matter yeah. who you elect no matter what uh, what ends up uh, whether it's republicans or democrats no matter who gets into office you know, even if they say they're for uh, for the the working man, they end up working for the uh, you know the big executives in these corporations. Exactly, and, that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. And who would know? Who would know in their lifetime? Right, because who actually would, reads the who actually reads these laws? I mean, exactly. <laughs> who could have time to read these laws until you finally find out that you're getting screwed by them? Then you might take some time to you know to figure out exactly how they screwed you. But uh, yeah. there's really not not that much that can be done about it, and it's just a, you know exactly. it's just personal tragedy after personal tragedy. And I wish yeah. I had a better answer for you as to what can be done about this. But well, as long I as power exists, and give people a heads up on this yes. so sure. that Thank if they're you. working for an employer that's um, self-insured, they should look into the ERISA laws and find out there's no, they don't have to post a bond and there are no safeguards. 
And I talked to the Department of Labor, and they told me more that I just have to pay the bill. That's all there is to it. Joy, good luck. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate your call, 800-259-9231. You know what we should point out, though, Mark, is that uh, the, the whole reason why employers offer health insurance in the first place is because of the state's involvement in uh, regulating employers and in involvement in health care. Because there's, there was this push at one point to, uh, to make it easier for employees and give them, their, uh, give them their insurance through their employer, right? There was a, yeah. essentially a political push that made this happen in the first well, it place. Was be, it's, it's not just a political push. It was, there was a 90% tax bracket. So if you offered your employee, oh, well, we'll give you uh, $10,000 a year more, well, you were only offering them $100,000, or excuse me, $1,000 a year more because it was a 90% tax bracket. Whereas if you offered the medical insurance, it would cover everything. Thing. That's what that's what destroyed it is taxes. The government taxing people is what destroyed uh, p- people's ability to negotiate with doctors and hospitals and things like that. Uh, my one advice to the the lady would be that well, when it generally generally when it comes to medical bills, they will not hit your credit if you pay if you're paying on those bills. So if you Just pay some, some payment, you're making some payment. The there's there's no interest on them as a rule. I, I you know obviously I don't know every instance, but just make some payments uh, and you know you can it's basically a no interest loan on these situations. I know it's way too much. Usually they'll give you a cash discount. Explain that to them, work with their uh, uh business office and you might be able to get a cash discount on it and make some payments and and just you know pay it in the future as as time goes by. Don't don't give write them a check. So it's the uh, the government's involvement that ended up making that happen in the first place. Otherwise, you know, people could go out and shop around and buy their own insurance, and they wouldn't have that kind of incentive to take the corporate insurance or to take the uh, the insurance plan through their through their company. And of course, if the government wasn't so involved in healthcare in the first place at all, then healthcare costs wouldn't be dramatically high because of all the regulatory, uh, essentially the the costs that it costs these companies to uh, ob- abide by all these regulations, the FDA, and all these you know. This, this mandatory uh, g- government rules and strictures that have been put down on the healthcare industry that dra- dramatically increase costs. So, I mean, if it weren't for all of that and uh, the government's tr- tremendous involvement, we would see healthcare being a much more free market product. I mean, imagine if healthcare was like the computer industry, where every single year costs keep coming down, service keeps getting better, the product keeps getting better, the product is healthcare, you know, the product keeps getting better year after year, and, and dr- dramatic, with dramatic increases in technology uh, helping things out. Right now, what you've got in the healthcare industry is a very slow crawl as far as uh, innovation and as far as competition is concerned because of government involvement. So it leads to all kinds of consequences. And we're talking about people's health here. So you'd think it'd be very important to get the government out of it, but unfortunately, people have been brainwashed to believe the exact opposite. Right. They believe but somehow that, the government can fix healthcare. You could right. look around the world, and you'll find, uh, you know, North this just isn't, so, yeah. isn't true. Uh, the you know, Canada. the government being involved in healthcare is a very bad idea. The UK. I know. I've heard Japan's a pretty good healthcare system. I don't know. I'm not over there, but I certainly don't want to leave the federal government, who it's, which has turned pretty much everything it's touched to, at least in the uh, the private sector, to crap. Uh, I certainly don't want to put them them in charge of healthcare. Let's talk to Ed. Ed is on the line in Texas. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, sir. Hey, what's uh, on your mind tonight, Ed? Well, I have a whole lot of things on my mind, but tonight I was just going to ask about one thing about on the Iraq War. Yes, sir. And I wanted to ask you guys seven questions, five of which are yes or no. Oh boy, I don't know if we're going to have time uh, so for all seven, first, but let's go. Let's see what we can do. Go ahead. Really quick. First one: Is it ever acceptable to have a military for any purpose? 
I would say it's acceptable to voluntarily fund uh, on your own initiative whatever it is that you want to do around the world. So if you want to go and you know kill some dictator, then you should get together with your other buddies that uh, also agree with that um, that mindset. Hire yourself some mercenaries or go over there yourself and uh, and take care of the job. So I would say for my answer, it is never acceptable to coerce people to pay for anything they don't want to pay for. Well, a militia actually, is a military, totally so I answered and solved all the questions I just had. So, um, <laughs> a militia is a military, so I call that a military, so yes. Uh, I have a... Well, that, that answers that, because that seems like a, that basically solves the problem I was about to pose. <laughs> and uh, I guess another question would be on the, on the voluntarist side of things. If you have a voluntary tax system that supports some sort of government or something... I can tell it's going to be a good question. Hang on, we'll bring it back after the news, okay. and we'll talk about that. Achieving a voluntary society? Voluntary taxes? What's that all about? Find out. Coming up. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching at hour number three of the Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in and bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. So enjoy all of that on us. Uh, and again, freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want, we continue with Ed in Texas. Ed, you'd had another question for us. Wanted to make sure you had a chance to get it out. So go ahead, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Um, if you have a like a, a voluntarily funded, I guess you could call it taxes, but it's not. It's not only like taxes if it's not levied against your. You have a voluntarily right. if it's, funded if it's taxes, system. Taxes are only stealing. So um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's essentially. So I wanted that. to rephrase that. If you but, have a voluntarily funded minarchist system, how do you keep from having like the people who are much much richer are like richer interests? So corporate, you probably wouldn't have corporations, but people who control what are corporations now? How would you keep them from being able to exert their will unfairly on other people? Using their money. How would they do that? Well, like, say, if, you, if you're if you saying, I, I'm giving this amount of money to fund the salaries of all the judges, for example, then couldn't you just say, here's $100 million for the judges in this area, and just say, like, you know, it wouldn't be a bribe, it would be like a voluntarily voluntary funding of... The judges' salaries, and now they're all rich men. So hopefully, good question. They'll... This is a this is a minarchist system. This is a question for Mark. Uh, yeah. well, you've uh, you've you've, <laughs> you've whipped out a tough one here. The fact is, you can't have a voluntary voluntarily funded minarchist system. Um, right. Government has to be funded uh, from a it has to be funded through force, and and that's really the the you know the, what makes a government a government. If you were to have a system of you know, free arbiters or something like that. Not free arbiters in the sense that free they market don't cost arbitration. Them. Right, arbitration systems where uh, you know people could choose where they went and chose uh, you know who would arbitrate for them. And people do this all the time uh, in their daily lives: is have other people arbitrate for them, and it doesn't cost them that much or much of anything. Arbitration um, you get it done quick too. Yeah, it, it would be done very quick. Now, people would obviously have to sign contracts on, upon going in that it would be binding and and things like that. But if you have a court system, that court system is basically 
going to have to be funded through some kind of taxation. So let's take this to the next level and uh, and dig into the idea of arbitration just a little bit here because uh, that's the I for me at least that's the ideal. Mark kind of stops at the whole minarchy thing. Uh, cops, um, roads, courts. Yeah. I believe that the government does government doesn't. does things crappy except for those things, right? No. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> So let's take it to the next level and look at uh, shifting from the government one-size-fits-all justice system that we all know is terrible. And there are some changes that could be made to the government justice system that could make it a lot better, like a loser-pays system, of course, ending the war on drugs, uh, ending all victimless crime laws. A lot of that would go a long way to improving the justice system with the government control. But outside of that, uh, once we get rid of the government justice system and shift over to a free marketplace – then the the concern that you have about big money being a big influence in those areas doesn't really fly because then market competition comes into play and market competition helps keep people honest so what you've got what you'll have are different arbitrators and I don't know exactly how it's all going to play out I'm not a you know an arbitrator I'm not somebody who's a real entrepreneur in that area but just knowing how the marketplace works you'll have different entities that are competing for the the arbitration dollar out there and they'll offer their services based on you know speed of service and expertise and and satisfaction of the parties involved and it so it really gets hairy in criminal law though um that's where it gets ugly as far as I'm concerned that, that what you're talking about I can totally see Civil law being handled in arbitration, the people okay. deciding on an arbitrator, um, you know, signing contracts and being binding. But when you've got some guy that's just, uh, you know, eviscerated three little girls and is chewing on their intestines um, and you're saying, hey, hey, let's go to arbitration so we can hash this out. We'll decide whether you're going to spend life in prison or we're going to cut you in little pieces. Well, if he's been, ev- if he's been eviscerating people, then uh, he's probably going to come up against somebody with a gun at one point. And if he's harming others, then he's essentially given up his rights to that point. He so could be, be lying in those, that body, the, you know, the, the, you know, in the entrails of three little girls, and it was just by accident. He didn't actually kill them. <laughs> you never know. Well, somebody deserves true. a fair trial, right, do they not? He does deserve a fair, fair trial. And if the, uh, if the company, the bounty hunter, for instance, that uh, ends up arresting the guy for laying uh, amongst the entrails of what are purported to be his victims, ends up making a mistake and they've got the wrong guy, then their reputation's on the line, which is another difference between the government system and the uh, the market-based justice system is if the, you know, if they go after the wrong guy in the government system and they find out later on down the line, you know, they let him out of jail 20 years later, pat him on the back and say, good luck. If he's lucky, he gets a, if he's lucky, he'll get a settlement. But the government's Legitimacy can never be damaged because of that. I mean, there's no way they're going to go away. They're not going to go out of business because they've screwed people over and have uh, put the wrong men in jail. As we've seen, there have been a lot of people that have been released from government jails over the years who are completely innocent, and you know nothing ever changes about the system because of that. Whereas in a marketplace, if the uh, policing agencies or the protection agencies are are screwing it up then they're, nobody's going to want to hire those people because they're just not trustworthy. They're doing a bad job. They're gonna, their reputation is going to be ruined, and their business is going to be in the dirt. So it's going to be in their interest to make sure they're doing a, a spotless job or as, as spotless as possible as far as making sure they get the right people and bringing the right people to justice. So there are a lot more checks and balances on the system when you bring competition into the justice system picture. And this is how it has it was done in what they called common law for the very the very longest time. In fact, judges they weren't they weren't appointed by the king or anything. They were just people that were respected in their communities, and people went along with it. Yeah, if you want to see a really good uh, example of that, the uh, Viking system, like Udal law, mm-hmm. uh, had a pretty a pretty cool way of doing that. Now, granted, it got violent a lot of times because 
the person who, you know, the, the perpetrator would be like, I don't want to pay damages. Like, screw you guys. Right. You know, I'll just fight because I'm powerful. How would you keep the people who, how would you keep the losing side from agreeing to abide by it? And how would you keep someone from agreeing to arbitration in the first place? How would you, wait, how would you ensure that they agree to the, those things you mean? Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? Just like get your gun and go kill Rep- them? Reputation, I mean, Re- reputation, in a, in a market, in a free market world, reputation, I think, would be uh, would be very, very important. And uh, if you don't have a good reputation, you're gonna find it hard to get a loan. You're gonna find it hard to uh, find people to do business with you. You're gonna find a hard. It's gonna be hard to get an apartment uh, if you've got poor reputation. And so, in the interest of keeping your reputation as positive as possible, you will uh, you will submit yourself to uh, to arbitration because. Well, if you don't, your reputation will be damaged. Now, you could say, well, there are some people that don't care about their reputation. Well, okay, then they'll be the pariahs of society, and wherever they come, uh, they're not going to have any real uh, significant protections because no protection agency is going to protect somebody that's a you know, pariah of society and has poor reputation, and they're not doing anything to try to build it back. I mean, it's possible you could lose your reputation like a, with a bad credit score, for instance, and do things to build it back to prove to the community that you're actually trying to make, a, make good, right? But if if somebody is uh, is completely just repellent and not interested in, in making good on the things that they've done, then then you know there, nobody has an obligation to sell them groceries. You know, so if uh, yeah. the, the marketplace can do amazing things, and if we allow the marketplace to handle uh, the people like that, you'll find that they won't even be allowed in society. If somebody with a dangerous reputation comes into town, you know there might be a bounty on their head. Uh, at at yeah. that point, so well, the way the Vikings did it was that if they had someone who's really bad and wasn't agreeing with, essentially like the will of all the other people around, because they all the men would assemble at this thing every year called the thing, and that's, that's, that's <laughs> the name. Of it. <laughs> and uh, if someone if they if someone didn't want to go along with, it, they were declared an outlaw, like outside of the law, mm-hmm. and therefore anyone you know like. You have to watch out for that person, and anyone has the right to kill them or take their stuff or whatever, which might not be the way we'd want to do it. But... Yeah, I don't know exactly how it would all end up playing out, and I think we'd see different, uh, slightly differing scenarios across the country. But uh, nonetheless, I think it's something worth looking toward. Anything will be better. Uh, anything market-based would be better than this one-size-fits-all government monopoly system where, you know, if we look at what we have today, uh, the, the government policing system encourages sadists to become cops. I mean, uh, the, you know, the government justice system is putting innocent people and, and peaceful people behind bars. So so, I mean, we could move in a more positive direction. Even Not all it, cops are sadists. It encourages sadists to become cops. That much is true. Ed, great call tonight. Recommend you look at The Market for Liberty. It's a wonderful book. You can get it in PDF form and in audiobook form free at book.freetalklive.com. That's book.freetalklive.com. More coming up. We'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial in and bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. It's Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. We've got a shrine of female listeners, dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. 
If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. And, you know, until the world changes over to where the loser pays in lawsuits, I'm thinking incorporation is really the only way you can protect yourself. LegalZoom.com. 800-259-9231. We continue here and take your calls about anything. Michael is listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Hello, Michael. You're on Free Talk Live. Um, hey, I've been, actually been listening to a while. For a while. I, I discovered it a few weeks ago. Welcome, sir. Anyway, how about them Indians, huh? <laughs> how about them Indians? Oh, yeah, there's a game today. Cleveland facing Yankees. Cleveland blew them out. Is that out, baseball? 22-4. Is that baseball? I don't really know yeah. all these teams. Is that yeah. figure skating? What is that? <laughs> figure skating. Uh, no, uh, baseball. Okay. Yeah, I'm they, sorry. Uh, I'm just not a sports guy. I don't know a yeah, jack no, about blew it. Blew them out 22-14 four, runs in the second inning alone. You know something I love about sports people? Is I love that, that they, Babe Ruth guy. They're just, uh, they're like, a lot of sports guys are like human encyclopedias of statistics. Of course, it means nothing. I mean, the statistics are meaningless, except to you if you believe in your, you know, your team. Of course, you're not actually on the team, uh, but uh, nonetheless, I, dig- I digress. What were you calling about? Well, I, I think I'm, I think I'm actually, I think I'm a good expert on uh, statistics. For example, uh, did you know the capital of South Dakota is Pierre? Yes, <laughs> I did. All right, anyway, do you know what the cap- do you know anyway, the capital of Nevada is? Carson City, baby. Carson City. Right. That's very right. good. Anyway. Uh, capital of Vermont. Montpelier. Oh, very good. This is okay, like a anyway. geography test tonight on Free Talk Live. Do you want a prize? No, no, no. Anyway, <laughs> Tell us some uh, other show. I, and I, I called you about this whole thing. Uh, you, you know about that whole report on the, the Minnesota, Missouri report on the right-wing extremism, then the... Oh, yes, and they they withdrew it. They basically said that uh, people in the campaign for liberty, Ron Paul fans, uh, militias, oh, yeah. all very dangerous oh, yeah. people. It was, it was completely asinine, you know. It was asinine. But then the Obama administration's uh, basically done that this week. They've, they've backed it up, or not backed it up, but said the same things. Oh, listen to this. I found, I found this, actually found this Homeland Security report about, like, left-wing extremism. Left-wing extremism? Um, yes, um, I've actually looked through it uh, for like uh, for a couple hours, and uh, mo- mostly mostly about hacking ideas. If the, the whole hacking concept is actually faulty. It's so, sort of seems to vilify hacking in general. But the bottom page is actually rather, rather uh, odd. So, it's, uh, it gives like it gives like actually a general uh, thing of like left wing extreme sort of same thing with what what happened what happened with the uh, Missouri point right wing extremism. When was this one published? When was this left wing extremist uh, flyer um, published? Do you know? Actually, uh, actually it was uh, it was declassified about uh, about a couple days ago. So was it from the Bush administrations? Oh no, no, no right? Obama. So front, oh, so Obama actually has something that's uh, that is yeah. talking about left wing extremism. Well, well, yeah. They're fair and balanced but, these days, you know. Everybody's yeah. an extremist now. Apparently, even yeah. hacking is left wing. That's very strange. Thank yeah. you for the call tonight. Know. Good hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Did you know that hacking was uh, left wing? I didn't know that. I didn't know hacking had a wing. I, I wouldn't have thought. All right, we continue here and talk to Steve in Pennsylvania. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi there, Ian. How are you doing today? Just super, Steve. What's on your mind tonight? Well, you actually already covered it. I'm not sure if your uh, call screener there uh, told you about it, but a few callers ago, you had the caller from Florida who was uh, the one who called you guys Marxists. We had a nice. And, uh, we ended up having a nice conversation with that guy. You did. He finally admitted he was a Marxist, actually. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, no, what I was calling about is, uh, you know, as voluntarists, we're always talking about 
you know, sort of the menu, what's on the menu with an evolutionary society, and people always have these questions, and you did kind of touch on it in your, uh, right before you went to break about going to uh, see the, the book you posted on book.freetalklive.com. And, yes, The Market um, for Liberty, I, fine, fine book that really helps explain how market uh, arbitration and market protection services would work in the absence of an authoritarian state. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yep, and it's, uh, it's also available in a free audiobook form also from you. That is correct. Voice. So um, anyway, what I was saying is that um, to address some of the uh, some of Mark's concerns, actually, I've kind of changed my topic a little bit about the uh, criminal penalties for people that are committing violent acts against others. I know, Mark, you read that those books. I'm sure you've also read Rothbard's, Rothbard's for, uh, for a New Liberty. You know, I, um, I work during the day. Sorry. <laughs> I do a, a radio show three hours a night, uh, six days a week. And, and a then, wife and a kid at home. Uh, you know, I, I work uh, eight hours a day selling radio, so, selling ads so that you can have this show to listen to. And uh, no, no, I haven't read For a New Liberty. I do have uh, sitting right over here. Um, oh, and now he's reaching for a book. I don't know what it is. So conceived I can't in Liberty by, uh, by Rothbard, but I haven't gotten to For a New Liberty yet. And so, no, I haven't listened to Market for Liberty. I did sit next to the plane when Ian went, ooh, 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 and tried to read some stuff to me. But, you know, I just don't have really much interest in this, um, you know, the, 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 this theory that you can get do away with the government. Well, completely. plus probably 99.9% of our listeners have never read any of those books either. So try to couch your, uh, your whatever you're going to say in those, uh, with that in mind. Sure. Well, basically, in a free market uh, arbitration society, if someone's doing violent crime and, and uh, the, uh, the, the people that are taking him to arbitration over that crime, um, he, and they, he refuses to pay them or go to arbitration, there are work, workhouses where he can pay off his quote-unquote debt, and he also may even be able liable to uh, his own life where he's uh, killing other people, or in the case of Mark's example, three little girls. So he's, I'm sorry, what was the thing about his own life? I missed that part. He may be liable for his own life to those who would claim the, uh, the arbitration against him. When you say liable for his own life, what do you mean by that? Well, for example, if uh, he's killed those three little girls, obviously those people could take him to, to arbitration. If he refuses, he can be placed in a, a workhouse-type situation pretty much for the rest of his life until he pays off the debt that was arbitrated upon. That sounds like force visited on a person who hasn't been convicted by a jury of their peers or, uh, or an arbitrator or whatever. Well, the arbitration would have, would take place. He'd be, he'd be forced to be arbitrated with. I mean, you can't just go around killing human beings. Well, look, um, I mean, you know, arbitration arbitrators would just be companies. So it's like AT and T saying that guy Mark over there is a bad man. I just don't see how they have legitimacy in my life. I'm a free person. I didn't do anything, and I don't know what you people are talking about. If and I'm not going to your arbitration well, thing. If you didn't do anything, then you should be able to defend yourself. And you I, I, look, I don't have out. time to be running around with all you people that have these little claims against me and stuff. <laughs> I didn't do anything. There goes your reputation, Mark, I, out the window. Why my reputation? You're the one who accused me of something. And you I've should got be proof. obligated. You should be obligated to prove I it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't accuse you if I didn't have proof. In the free marketplace, if you don't have proof that somebody did something, then you better not accuse them, because if you're found that you, you know, this is uh, a waste of the, the arbitrator's time, then it's your reputation that'll end up being damaged. So if I'm coming to arbitration, I've got a case. And if I've got a case and you don't want to defend yourself against that case, and it's quite clear that you committed that crime, you're, you know, you maybe don't so, have but I don't anymore. feel like going. So you're going to pick me up and drag me someplace? And the arbiter himself is not going to take a case without having some form of evidence. I mean, why, that would ruin their reputation if they're just bringing people into, into their arbitration. Maybe, for, maybe the arbitrator will only take cases that, uh, that, result, that are you know, of people that don't want to go. 
The arbitrator maybe, would take maybe this arbitrator and... specializes in people that don't want to go to arbitration. I mean, you know, maybe That's he's a just possibility, a, I suppose. Backwater arbitrator. If I don't like that arbitrator, maybe his reputation isn't good That's enough for me. That's why you can get you can pick your own arbitrator. And it's going to take two, me a little while to come up with that arbitrator for you. Thanks. Arbitrators will uh, will agree on a third arbitrator to arbitrate the situation. You need force to make justice thanks work. For coming, Sorry. Uh, thanks for the call. More coming up. I think you can uh, use force in retaliation. Three talk live. Sounds like a mob. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial up and bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is the Saturday edition of the show, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, including the updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list free. That's updates. .freetalklive.com Audible.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audiobooks, magazines, radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. You can try them out by downloading a free audiobook today at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. They've got new releases on there. They have uh, you know all kinds of books. I, my understanding, they have Ron Paul's uh, Revolution of Manifesto. So you can go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL and get a free one today. 1-800-259-9231. We continue with your calls about whatever you want. It's Kel in Montana listening to KGEZ. Hello, Kel. Kel in Montana going once. Kel in Montana. You are on the air. Hey there. Hey, uh, just want to let you know that uh, you guys have more than just Dave listening up here. Oh, that's good. We've always had a big Montana audience. KGEZ is a well-listened-to station. Go ahead with your thoughts tonight, sir. Well, we're there's still a few of us trying to fight to get you guys back on, you know, weekdays instead of just Saturday night. But well, good. Um, I hope you have success with that. Uh, certainly would enjoy being on six nights a week. We do a weekday show. For those of you that only get the Saturday show, one of the ways you can help uh, make that happen in your local area is to just simply call up your local program director and your uh, your talk station that carries us and tell them, number one, thank you. Show some appreciation for the fact that they're airing even some of Free Talk Live. Even if it's just a couple hours of the Saturday show, thank them for it and then ask them for more. And you'd be surprised. Maybe it'll end up happening. Maybe not next week, but, you know, when... You know, programming changes come up in the fall or something like that. They may, might pull the trigger on more Free Talk Live. And if you've said positive things about us, then it, it makes a difference. Yeah, I know. Well, John Stokes, the guy that owns the station, he pulled you guys off and put Alex Jones on in your slot. And, you know, there's a lot of Alex Jones people up here, but there's a lot of people that don't like him. So it's what been can a big you do? fight. But, you know, but um, anyway. it's a refeed, too. So I think he's on twice, uh, twice a day there. Uh, no, 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 he's only on that, that time slot. Okay, well, right. so what were you calling about tonight? Uh, just to let you know that there are actually quite a few anarchists up here in Montana. Well, good, you should destroy the state. <laughs> Thanks well, for the call, dude, I appreciate it. 800 By destroy, you mean do away with. Yes, peacefully uh, abolish the, the state. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, you can bring up anything. We will talk to, I believe we have Mark in Texas. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? What's on your mind tonight? Um, 
Domestic violence laws, do you know anything about the must-arrest policy domestic violence laws? Yes, I'm familiar with it. Those policies do not exist everywhere, uh, but they do exist where if someone is called, if a police officer is called to a domestic scene... He has to take someone out in handcuffs. Which is right. Uh, exactly. One of the reasons for it is, is there are some couples out there that'll get the cops out on a regular basis because they like, you know, their way of lovemaking starts with uh, screaming at each other in the lawn. Um, right. And uh, you, know, I, you know, certainly those people are are a problem in their uh, communities. But I don't think that it, it seems, you know, it's, it's kind of rough. The it takes, cop has to arrest somebody. It takes away discretion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anytime you take right. away discretion, it's whether it's from the, the police officer would have. But what a lot of people don't realize is it, it, it they just think that it's the trailer park type people or the ghetto type of uh, scene or something like that. But it can happen anywhere. Sure. I mean, a, a lot of times this stuff is used, too, this goes into the divorce, uh, 50% divorce, men against women. We have two different cultures now, the disillusion, the split up of the family, like divide and conquer. I mean, it's almost as if, like, men and women have two different cultures today. Women have their daytime TV culture, and then men have their own other culture, you know, with the sports and whatnot. You are seriously generalizing here. You do realize I know. That. I'm hitting a lot of points real fast because I know I don't have much time, but it all ties in together. I can tell you, my girlfriend does not have a daytime TV culture <laughs> at all that she lives in. Yeah, but I can guarantee you she thinks very differently than you. And you'd when be the su- time you'd comes, actually you'll be surprised. Out. No, hold on a second. I, I would like to think I know my girlfriend a little bit better than you know my girlfriend. And, uh, <laughs> That's my, what you think. Well, you think you, you know. you, I, I am always pleasantly uh, pleased when there are so we have so many instances, her and I, of uh, just a, a being on the exact same wavelength to where one of us will say what we're thinking, and then the other one of us will say, "Wow, I was just thinking that at that exact same moment." And right. that okay. stuff happens all the time with her. Well, let I. me focus on this then: the fifty percent divorce rate. Seventy percent of those divorces are filed by women. We've got 45 percent of children being raised by single mothers. We have a single mother culture now. If you go to Amazon.com and and go to books and type in single mothers, you'll see literally 40,000 titles. Better yet, go to Amazon.freetalklive.com and anything you buy will get a percentage of the sale. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. What I'm talking about is the day... Of the the single uh, dad was a Rolling Stone went out in the seventies. Today, women half a lot of them will say half of them want to be. There's a culture of single motherhoods, conquer and divide. Feminism was a govern is funded by the government. It always was to put men and women at odds. Now the I government this divides is a huge people. Subject and I'm covering a lot of ground all at once, but nobody ever freaking talks about it. Well, I, you, first off, you'd probably have to have a talk show host that had experienced it, and uh, both of us have uh, pretty level-headed women. Uh, you know, part of part of having a good mate is what you do ahead of time before you marry. You know, before you marry the person, you know, sort of deciding who they are. And right, everyone says that, but you don't know what she's going to do when things go wrong. I actually do. I was divorcing her at one point, and I have an idea what <laughs> what it is that she'll do in, under okay. those circumstances. Now, she but didn't have she a child at the time. Women are. Not- not exactly world famous for always letting you know what their intentions are, what they're thinking. They're like yeah. vipers in the grass, aren't they? <laughs> no, when it's all over, it's a fact. It's been there's studies that's been done on it. It's not until the relationship is over that they tell you what really happened, etc. Well, now, but, I know this is all very highly politicized, and people always say, "Oh, well, you just hate women," blah 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 blah. 
It's not that simple. It's a very complex issue. But the main point here is the disillusion of the family. The reason we used to be strong in this country is because of the family. The family the is we splitting up. used to be strong. Hold on a second. What do you mean by that statement? We would protect ourselves. It's part of what made us strong against the government. The government wants us at odds with each other. They want That's men true. and women at odds with each yes, other. Yes, I agree with that. Not, not only does the government want men and women at odds with one another, but they want everybody at odds with everybody else. Oh, they true. Want, oh, uh, I won't disagree with that at all. They want interest group A at odds with interest group B, at odds with interest group C, exactly. and they're always constantly fighting over who oh, can absolutely. control the state and who gets the benefits and who gets taxed the most. And it's just that the government is a uh, violent tool that, uh, that people are constantly struggling for control over so they can wield right. that tool of violence against others and your observations i think some of them are generally correct about as far as the system does tend to favor women in like a divorce situation or child right. custody certainly and, a child custody and, situation and things like that and, and no doubt there are a lot of uh, a lot of people out there that share your frustrations and i want to thank you for the call tonight sir 800-259-9231 hopefully that counts as somebody talking about this and and i think he's he's right on in that the government encourages this pro- uh, these problems and of course then you've got a welfare uh, situation where the the welfare state encourages child bearing essentially, even when it's not necessarily financially viable, because people will have kids just so they can get a check from the government. It, right, it happens. I mean, you know, the, the the in the name of taking care of children, which certainly sounds like a good thing, we encourage people to have more and encourage women to leave men, and you know, it's 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 a tough situation. I'm not saying I want women to be with me, abusive men. I'm just saying that you know these things aren't e- aren't easily handled and that every action that the government take ha- takes has unintended consequences that we didn't think about i think we have that the government has destroyed families as we know it and it's through the welfare system and through the the whole idea of marriage licensing as well i mean what i have to ask permission from government bureaucrats in order to love somebody? Oh, you don't have to just ask permission, but you have to answer what your race is. Tell me that's not meant to be divisional. And pay up as well. 800-259-9231. But the real problem comes in with the divorce, because essentially a marriage is a contract between you, your loved one, and the government. And when the divorce happens, you got to abide by all of their rules, because you agreed to it. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Live. It's your show, and you can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Only moments remain. We're going to try to sneak as many calls in as possible here. Uh, so if you don't have a whole bunch of time, call us back Monday night. We can talk in more detail about whatever it is that interests you. Of course, if it's interesting to us. <laughs> it all depends. How long we spend with each caller is really is, you know... Depends on you and how interesting the call is. So we're going to go through these phone calls. But first, I want to tell you about how to promote Free Talk Live. You want to help get uh, promote on uh, help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations, help get more uh, Internet listeners listening, bring more people on board with this program. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com. There's a whole list of things that you can do and get involved with that are mostly free or very low cost, uh, like flyers, for instance, printing flyers, very low cost, uh, to get this idea, to get this show, the ideas on this show and this show out into more people's ears. So go to promote.freetalklive.com. I just wanted to bring something up. Uh, one of the things that is on that list right toward the top at promote.freetalklive.com is the Free Talk Live bumper sticker. Now, the instructions are pretty simple. And if you can't follow the instructions, you're not going to get a bumper sticker. Okay? The instructions are you send a self-addressed stamped envelope to and then the address. 
Self-addressed stamped envelope. That means you take an envelope, write your address on it as though it would be sent to you. You would then put a stamp on it and leave it open, then fold that envelope up, put it inside another envelope, and then send that envelope actually to the address we tell you to send it to. Somebody recently sent me an envelope with a piece of paper asking for a bumper sticker and with their address in it. Sorry, you're not going to get the bumper sticker that way. So you actually have to follow the instructions. So I'm sorry to Richard well, in California. There's you, probably, the likely, if, if it's a younger person, I don't know. They've never heard of a self-addressed stamped right, envelope. Right, maybe they've never heard of what a self-addressed stamped envelope is. This is sort of an old, older concept. Yeah. I mean, so... Uh, Basically, it allows us to send out a bumper sticker to you without having to pay for the postage to send it to you. We already paid to print the bumper sticker, for God's sake. Right, and uh, <laughs> that way we don't have to spend the time addressing the envelope and all of that. So... If you want the stickers, follow the instructions at promote.freetalklive.com. All right, we continue here taking your phone calls. Let's talk to Rob in Ontario. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. Rob? Hi, guys. Hey, you're on the air. Yeah, I want to talk tonight about uh, something I heard a couple of weeks ago. You were talking about the tax on cigarettes. And you made the statement that um, you thought that lower-income people smoke more. And I don't necessarily dispute that, but uh, why do you think that is? Uh, statistics? Wait, he's oh. asking why do they smoke more, not yeah, yeah. why oh. we said that. Uh, I, I suppose uh, it's cultural in some way? The, the pop, I mean, um, I mean, I, I, poverty would, be, would lead you to smoke. I, I, just, I don't see the correlation. Oh, I don't know if poverty leads people to smoke. I think that it's an observation that uh, people that spend money on things like cigarettes and alcohol tend to not have a lot of money left over. And so they're, maybe if they're just not good at handling their money, maybe that's one of the reasons why they're considered lower income, because they just, they just not, they're not handling their, their, uh, their monetary situation very effectively. Yeah, I don't know what the reasons Does that are. that make sense? Yeah, no, typically uh, we used to have a lot of bingo halls around here. and now They're replaced by casinos now. And, uh, I mean, you can't smoke in them. But in the old days, when you went to a bingo hall uh, full of smokers. Sure, now, a bunch of old now, ladies. Bingo, bingo players typically were uh, elderly uh, women mm -hmm. and uh, not of great means. Well, that's why they're playing bingo, right? Not for well, necessarily right. the fun, but so they could win some money, isn't it? Right. Now, I think they still allow smoking in Vegas, do they not? I think so. I, I believe that they do allow smoking in casinos in Vegas. Why do yeah. uh, lower-income people play the lotto? Well, I, there, there's a direct correlation there because they want to improve their economic status. But, but also because they're low. And, because and they, they don't know how. Because, <laughs> right, because they don't know how to handle their money in the first place. Otherwise, even though they were lower income, they could still have some savings that they could be, uh, that they could be improving their lives with. And, and if they knew what the lotto was really all about, and that is it's essentially a, a voluntary contribution to the state, uh, they, that you know, the odds, of course, are very, very slim of uh, possibly winning it. It's, it's basically a contribution to the state, and you don't get anything in return for it. But uh, these are people that just don't have financial intelligence. They were never taught financial intelligence. And uh, so they, when, they, when they get a vice like alcohol or cigarettes in this particular case, they stick with that vice, even if it means that you know, they're having to feed their kids ramen. Uh, even if it means that it's lowering the, the quality of their life in general, they stick with the vice because that's just how they are. And it's, it's unfortunate, and it kind of keeps them in that lower-income structure and that lower 
uh, that lower economic strata because they just don't know how to handle their money any better. And I hope that we can change that someday with better education. And I thank you for the call tonight. Okay. 800-259-9231. I think that the government education or the government indoctrination system does nothing to help young people understand how to handle their money. Because if, if young people could be taught just the basics of financial intelligence, they could really do well for themselves. Like, you know, saving. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> Let's continue here. We don't have time to get into details. Uh, Conrad in North Dakota is on the line. Conrad, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. We're short on time. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I wanted to talk about um, in forming a coherent, coherent uh, philosophy. Personally, I seem to find that you have to start from the beginning and work your way up. And that's how I became an anarchist. And it also led me to atheism. And I see those two as being... Um, inexorably mixed up together you you can't you have to have both of them and i was just wondering what you guys seem to think you about have that. to have both of them well yeah I, I seem to think that one leads to the other they're both a principled idea that anything de facto um has very little worth you have to be shown that uh the state is something that's preferable that a god exists and i see them as both coming from the same set of logic and i, I was wondering I don't, you I don't know i think you can show um you know through uh, through evidence that everybody can uh, to, can look at um and then show that government doesn't work i mean i think pre- people can generally be shown and people generally believe that the government can't work at least in certain areas um, where and I wouldn't call myself an anarchist, by the way. It's just I'm just addressing what you have to say. Whereas, you know, when it comes to religion, I don't think you can necessarily show people that there's no God. How could you? Well, I mean, it's it's really hard to to show, but you have to start from from a beginning, a standpoint that there is no. We just lost him. Don't know what happened there, but I do see where he was uh, where he was going on that, because I at one time was you know considered myself an atheist and also a liberty minded uh, person. I have since at the, since then I have moved uh, toward pantheism. I consider myself a, a pantheist, which is of course the belief that uh, instead of as an atheist believing in myself. Uh, pantheism takes believing in oneself to the next step, and it takes believing in oneself as the creator, essentially, that that uh, everything and everyone is part of God, for lack of a better term. Um, and so I think that's completely compatible with my, my pro-liberty belief system. And I, too, would not call myself an anarchist. I would call myself a you know, voluntarist, for instance. And uh, Quakers believe that, uh, that, that God comes from within and uh, that everybody has God inside of them. That's a very pantheistic view as well. That, that, well, that's what I believe. So, uh, we continue taking your calls, and uh, by the way, we've gotten in some really deep theological conversations on this show before, and we just don't have time to dig in too far, because yeah. we've got to talk to Livewire in Florida. Livewire, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, I wanted to discuss the situation in the Caribbean, or the Caribbean, depending upon how you want to pronounce it. Uh, all the top honchos from this part of the earth are down there right now, having a big communist meeting, apparently, because they are studying one of those indoctrination manuals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, a few weeks back, I remember the top honcho from the Kingdom of Bolivia, that dictator was saying that all blonde-haired, blue-eyed individuals are the cause of economic problems all across the planet. Mm. Thank so, goodness I've got brown hair and brown eyes. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck out here because I have blonde hair and blue eyes, and I don't know. Maybe I'll have to go get a uh, transplant or something, but I think they've become looking for me. Wow, that's such a simplistic view of the world. I mean, not yours, but that guy's view of the world is just so simplistic and so dangerous. I don't even know what else to say. Thank you for the call, Livewire. Let's talk to Vince in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Vince. 
Vince. Hey, what's up, guys? You got hey. 30 seconds, my man. Go ahead. Um, Long-time listener, just wondering what um, what your stance are as far as uh, individual liberties for animals, animal rights. Where, where does that um, sort of intersect with your libertarian views and your... Ideas that is a great question. It's a great question, and I'd love to dig into it further. So I would love you to call back on Monday night so we can really sink our Absolutely. teeth into it. But a short yeah, answer I, I, would I be the short answer would essentially be that I don't even think that people have rights. I think that rights are a concept we've come up with to help uh, help us interact with one another. And they're a great agreement, and but you can't get animals to agree to them, right. so they don't have them. So we should have rights. It's a wonderful idea, and that's why I support the concept of rights, because people agreeing on rights means that we won't kill each other and you know we'll take care of one and another. And I believe you can tell a lot about a person by wh- the way they treat animals. But, oh, I love animals, and I think that uh, I think that people that mistreat animals should be ostracized to the max. Uh, you know, given a chance to make make good and and do the right thing in the future. But I don't think that you know locking somebody in a jail cell is ever going to solve an animal abuse problem. I think ostracism is the solution there. And I agree with Mark that animals can't have rights because they can't reciprocate the idea back to you because they'll eat you if they get a chance. So we'll see you Monday night. Thanks for your calls and thanks for your participation. And join us online at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.